Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's vinegar from cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. To the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hey, that's me. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. That's right. That's right. Ooh. We are grunting here today mm-hmm. on the Sincast. Mm-hmm. Hold something. Uh, so it's been a while, guys, mm-hmm. and I know it's hard for you guys to generate anger about things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Tell us, yeah, he might have anything that they're pissed off about this week. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I'm as mad as hell! You've never seen me very upset. Lord Jesus! Lord Jesus! I gotta go first because mine's the most important, I promise. <clears throat> okay, alright. Fucking Mountain Dew. Right? Mm. Now, <clears throat> I, I know, Chris, you historically have been a fan of the Baja Blast. Yes, um, because I remember so. that was for the longest time you could only get that at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I remember I emailed you when I read an article that said they were going to put it in stores for a limited time. Mm. Um, but that made sense because Taco Bell and Mountain Dew, PepsiCo were at least at one point, maybe still are the same company. Uh, Yum so brands. Even, yeah. Like, so even yeah. though I didn't enjoy. The fact that I could only get that at Taco Bell, I understood the the the, the synergy of it, if you will, brand wise. Well, now Mountain Dew has a new raspberry, blackberry flavor. Mm-hmm. It's called Fuck Jeremy. I don't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, Fuck Jeremy. I remember. Saying you can that. only get it at Applebee's. 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 Now, I haven't been to an Applebee's in probably 20-some years. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone that goes to Applebee's, and every Applebee's that I'm aware of in the greater Jeremy metro area have closed and been turned into one-off Mexican restaurants. Mm -hmm. One-off? My desire to try new Mountain Dew flavors is very high. But my desire to avoid Applebee's is higher. <laughs> and therefore, I will not be able to try this awesome sounding raspberry blackberry Mountain Dew flavor ever. But even if I did, even if I said, fuck it, I'll go to Applebee's, I'll order whatever the fuck they serve these days. <clears throat> I have to trust that their fucking Pepsi machine has been bricks properly. And I, I don't. I don't trust fountain drinks in most places, and I kind of know what to look for 
to kind of see how well it's cleaned. Like 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 color and viscosity and stuff no, like I'm that. No, I'm talking about the machine itself uh because you break those machines down in part at the end of each night and soak the pieces and uh if you don't do that you get black gunk all around and you can just you can tell if a machine is serviced regularly by the, by the local employees but you usually need like a soft drink person to come in and properly calibrate the machine so you get the right amount of carbonation and syrup. I just don't trust this. I don't trust the mm. Applebee's mm. Uh, Pepsi machines to give me the, the right Mountain Dew, raspberry, blackberry, I'm not going to look up the real name of the flavor experience. And I they need it. to bottle that shit, and I will buy it by the 12-pack. Uh, but as it is, they're not going to get any of my money and neither is Applebee's and your cross promotion can eat my balls. <clears throat> Look, I don't, I, I obviously don't blame you for, uh, not going to Applebee's to get this drink, but you gotta feel like a restaurant like that does clean their, uh, little nozzle things off. I mean, Regal did Regal. Well, yes, Carmike Regal did. did. Regal did sometimes like even, there were concession stands that just weren't used for 15 months at a time and then That's would true. suddenly be opened up for a big movie. I don't know that. I mean, yes, we, it was regal policy to clean those machines and take them apart and soak the parts. And, and, but even there were even certain Pepsi machines at the, at the Hollywood that I would avoid certain dispensers that I didn't feel like were calibrated as well. I don't know. Maybe but, it's just you know, me. Applebee's is going to have one or two of those. I would imagine Applebee's is le- Mountain Dew is at least sending somebody in, maybe, mm-hmm. to help them count. Cal- My point is, I don't want to go to Applebee's just to get a new Mountain Dew no, flavor. No, that's the that's the you know, that's obviously like a the the best point there. It's the bad enough flavor. that I can't buy like I usually can't buy Code Red or Livewire in the store i have to go to like a, a quickie mart to get those like is code mm-hmm. red still made yeah yeah wow now i don't i have the only time i've been in a, inside a gas station in the last three years was because i was looking for code red because my wife likes it and i found mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> but they don't carry it at the supermarket i'm Look, just saying dude. You could like they have steaks at Applebee's. They have. I'm not going to eat a fucking steak at Applebee's. They have no. riblets. Riblets. That's not a food. That's it's, a, a coin it, phrase. It's. It's the, eat a steak it's, at it's Applebee's. The flank, it's the flank off of the St. Louis cut. The riblets, and they got fries. They got pasta. Oh, they have fries. They have that a, changes everything. They have a double crunch shrimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, double they crunch. Have double the they crunch. have a quesadilla. Bur- I'm just saying you have as many options at Applebee's as you do Logan's or like fucking what other Kmart type of that red Robin. I draw the line at Chili's. Like, I'll go to Chili's. That's the Mendoza um, line is the is the Chili's. Like, and you consider Applebee's to be below Chili's. Below it, like. The sea is beneath Mount Rainier. I don't know where, why that analogy does, came uh, out. Where does Ruby Tuesday? Uh, uh, okay, so yeah. I don't have any of those around here. I used to like Ruby Tuesdays more than Applebee's, but they completely changed their menu where they exist. Haven't been. Can't speak to it. But Applebee's but, is is at the bottom uh, of the barrel? 
as uh, far as these, no, these no, there's certainly go? no. There's worse than that. I think I don't. I think God, this is going to get me so much hate. I think O'Charlie's is less worse. I think Outback is about the same place. Um, Outback is equivalent to Applebee's. How is it not? I think, there's I think neither one of them can make there. a decent steak. Well, I, I I mean I'm not ordering steak if I'm going yeah, either. Though. That's what Even I'm saying. You get that fucking you get the right. whatever they call their blooming onion. You drink some beer. You go home thinking you actually had good food, but you you're not gonna get a steak there. No, I won't get a steak at Chili's, even though I'll go there. Mm, mm. Mm. Man, so Chili's what, is all right, huh? Tell mm. you what, in college, I tore up some Chili's, man. That skillet <laughs> queso is God's breast milk. <laughs> I've never had it. <laughs> it's bright orange with bits of ground beef in it that may be super processed, and it tastes like joy. I'm telling God, you, that's the God's only reason I go like, there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But look, exactly. But look, the real the real thing here is it's kind of stupid that you can only get a drink at one place. Uh yes. even the Baja Blast like now uh, uh America has decided to like make fun of Taco Bell every chance it gets. Like, oh, what horrible food and then we all go and eat it anyway. Exactly. Um mm-hmm. uh and I and to me I'm like, damn, you know when uh, when I'm driving past a Taco Bell, suddenly my mouth waters. Why is that? Is it because they put drugs in the food? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but, but uh, nevertheless, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I mean, I didn't like the idea though of having to go to one place to get that drink because that drink was awesome. Baja Blast was all is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I sometimes be sitting around wanting it now. The other issue, though, is is even when they came out with the bottles of it, you're not going to get that same taste that you get when you drink it out of a fountain drink at Taco Bell. And I was a little worried about that. I don't know if I ever bought the bottled Baja Blast mm. anyway. Um, and I rarely try different ones, but like they had that one this summer that was like a watermelon or something oh, like that. And it it's was so really good. good. Yeah. I love it. That was I good. bought. I yeah, bought a twelve was. pack of uh, live wire cans on Amazon, and it cost me forty eight dollars. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yes. What, what is what is what is in that? What, what is the flavor? Li- live wire. Live wire. Yeah. It's the orange one that came out after Code Red. It was like the second or third variation they ever did. Um, it's my favorite by far. Of you feel like this was money well spent? Only because I can't find it in the store, and I didn't want to go into a gas station and buy a fucking arm full of 20-ounce bottles, and that's what it cost. That's Are, what, uh, only, only it one because, guy. Is it because they don't make it anymore, or is it because... It's genuinely hard to find because th- there are expiration dates on these things. There are. I, from what I remember, uh, when I researched it, they it's they don't. It's more of a regional thing. So oh, okay. I think it got shipped overseas to me because they sell it in the stores in London or some shit. But mm-hmm. they don't here. At least the cans. I can go buy a twenty ounce bottle at a gas station, but I wanted a twelve pack of cans. Mm-hmm. It's just cans, man. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm just saying, Mountain Dew is probably doing everything correct in terms of their bottom line, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. If we, if yeah. we, this is the only time I'll get to say this. <clears throat> so I did see just on on Twitter this morning that they are making a flaming hot Cheetos. I saw it flavor 
of Mountain Dew. You can go on the their website. Fuck? Yeah, they can go on their website right now and buy a cake flavored Mountain Dew. It's sold out in 24 hours, but they've got more supply now. I don't have any interest. Mountain Dew in... is the Taco Bell of beverages. Well, Taco yeah. Bell just does whatever the fuck they want to with whatever ingredients they have. Hey, we got some of that. Hand. We got yeah. this. Let's throw it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we have a quesarito. <laughs> Do you remember the Enchirito? In the early 2000s? Yeah. I liked it. I, I it. loved that shit. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, that was solid. They, uh, I, but yeah. They have, a, they have, they just throw things, in, they're like, okay, here's here's something that ends with Ito. You know, <laughs> another, <laughs> another sister company that does this same shit is Lay's Potato Chips. Every fucking year, they put they out four the same. <laughs> absolutely stupid flavors, and people vote. And hell, even the regular flavors of Lay's now, when I go into that aisle, there's some there's some funky shit like dill yeah. pickle cheese vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> it's vinegar from cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the bulk of this podcast done no we aren't we aren't but um (laughs) but we are having fun that is right uh we are laughing um (laughs) an uh, unexpected comment has led to laughter that's right my my uh mine's gonna be uh quick i think but uh i told you guys that i was trying to get google fiber i was really excited about it uh Mm. uh, earlier this month supposed to be installed august 6th I'm tired of uh, my Xfinity receptions. The reason why we send Comcast all the time and these Universal movies that we that we send. Um, and uh, I was like, I want to try this out. Uh, one gig upload, one gig download. I'm I'm down with that. So uh, I uh, I got it. I ordered it, mm-hmm. and I got a call from some customer service guy on the day that it was supposed to be installed. Uh, said uh yeah we were uh trying to hook it up and we didn't see some light or something like that it's i guess they look for light i guess it means we're looking for power is probably the the easiest way to uh, explain that i'm assuming but they are looking for light looking for a light connection of some sort Hmm. couldn't get it for some reason somebody came out that day and said "Uh, i need to get into your backyard and mark up your yard with like this white spray paint of some sort because of something something i don't know why i was like okay cool and he goes "Ah, it'll probably be about a week before this gets fixed i was like okay and it's apparently like they laid the fiber down wrong where i was so it was a a matter of fixing that i was like okay well that shouldn't take long two weeks later uh nothing is nothing has happened and um and uh i saw a guy yesterday who came out and, uh, and, you know, at first wanted to go in the backyard and I, and then, and then for some reason, Oh, just realized I have a box outside the fence. So I don't know why that was a big, why anything had to go in my backyard at all. I don't understand any of that, but, uh, apparently somebody thought that they might need to go back there and then found out, no, nope, no, nobody really needs to go back there at all. Hmm. But they were there, the hits guy and this other, this, these two guys were, uh, checking stuff in the ground and checking my box and all this other type of stuff for the, like, I don't know, six, seven hours, whatever it was. 
And uh, I know I was like, who the fuck are I mean, they're not really like he says he's from Google Fiber. I'm not saying there's anything weird going on here, <laughs> but I, I know I looked at the van that this guy came in and it mm. said and it said SGFS. And I was like, oh, the GF must stand for Google Fiber. I don't know what the S is stand for. But you put in SGFS in the in the uh, uh, in the Google machine. And it's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, some, you know, it gives you some other, co- it gives you a company that has nothing to do with fucking Google Fiber. Uh, and then, and then I, and I had, you know, had to strain a little bit and look at the, I looked at the number, the phone number that was on there. And it's like, I don't remember what number it was, but I looked it up and it was some company from Georgia. It's like a Georgia fiber company. Oh, Jeremy's nodding like he knows what he's, what, I, what that is. Um, just that uh, I think they use third party contractors to lay the fiber itself. Yes. And, and, and that's sort of what I'm getting at. Uh, the fact is when I, so after two weeks, I call, I actually went through their chat feature and said, Hey, the, um, I was supposed to get this a couple of weeks ago and they were supposed to fix something. Do you have an update on that? And then they said, well, we didn't see any light, blah, blah, blah. That was the problem. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I understand that. But when is the day that that's supposed to be fixed? What do you have that on? Like, when is that due by? Like, when you don't seem to have a date. And I was like, okay, well, so I guess I'm just supposed to be here waiting, right? I guess that's what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I, pretty much. And um, and now that they, now that some third party company has come out and looked at stuff, there's still no like update. There's no email or anything that says, hey, we finally got your shit fixed do you want to schedule another appointment with a technician or anything like that? Like, that's what I'm sort of waiting for. I'm waiting for that email, but I haven't gotten it yet, but somebody did something and they left and they haven't been back since. So what did they fix it? Or is there more shit that they have to look at uh, before that? And it just keeps you in the dark the whole time. And I'm gonna have to probably chat them up again later on asking, okay, somebody came out. Uh, What do I do now? Uh, Is it fixed or not? And Jesus, when you, before you, before you become, before you sign up for this, you don't have an account, right? So like you sign up for it and then you get an account, you sign up and you, before you sign up, you're like, I would like a technician to come out on this day at this time. Mm. Um, mm. when, whenever now it says when it, when I got the email that says my, my, uh, technician was canceled or whatever, it says click here to schedule another appointment. Well, every time I click there to schedule another appointment, it just takes me to my account. It doesn't give me any scheduling thing. And there may be the reason why is because they haven't fixed it, but still I would like something in all of this to just tell me, here's the update. You know, what, why is that hard in this day and age to tell me what, what's going on in any of this type of stuff? Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I guess I realize that it, you know, there's no winning in the internet game in this, in, you know, in this country, because, you know, it, I'm, I'm dissatisfied with Xfinity. Oh, now I've got a chance to get Google fiber. And then Google fiber has some issue that I have to fuck around with now. So are you just and, still doing Xfinity until the fiber is hooked up? Yeah. You obviously actually, have internet. <clears throat> yeah. I'm actually uh, thinking about having both for a while. Just oh, nice. to, so that I can um, test test Google you out. Double up your porn if you have two internet providers. Oh boy, I can't wait to double up my porn. That's what I need. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, that's uh, 
that's my rant. It's not, it's, it, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's not like anything that's putting me out. I just, you know, I just wanted to have, I just want updates guys. Just give me some fucking updates is all yep. I'm asking. Yeah. Jesus. Communicate. So what if you, what if you get it and what which you eventually will, and it's spectacular. It's like the greatest, smoothest internet yeah. access ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> will you largely forget this pain or this pain in the ass? It, the, what I liken it to is when a restaurant forces you to wait for an hour to get your food, but it, the mm-hmm. food is spectacular. And typically <laughs> I forget about the wait, you know, and yeah, that's, that's I mean, why I'm just like, ah, oh, well, it took a while to get everything, but that was worth it. You know, uh, I don't really think about that, but do you think you'll have the, the a similar experience if this ends up being fantastic? I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure that that will fade from memory a little bit, but if anyone, if ever Google fiber comes up in conversation, I would be like, Oh my God, it took fucking forever. And they didn't talk to me about anything. And I, and, and I'm sure that will stay with me. Like, yeah, sure. If the service is fantastic afterwards, I mean like, God, you know, that weight was terrible, but I'm glad I got it. But it's still, there's still going to be a little bit of me that's mm. going to be like, uh, you know, come on here, guys. I mean, it's not hard in this day and age. It's not hard. Even if you get a third party involved, third party reports back to Google and says, this is what I did. Google. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is come back to me and say, this is what they did. Here's where it is. Here's what we're hoping. Blah, blah, blah. There, there. And it's a couple of keystrokes is all I'm saying. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, hopefully it turns out to be like the greatest, smoothest, porniest uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. internet ever mm-hmm. my rants also very very short even shorter um i recently i don't know how you guys are about this <clears throat> but uh when i when i click on twitter there's usually some sort of you know uh trending story like i think uh recently molly shannon was trending about like her like a big expose on her uh and that was in LA Times, Sunday Times, something like that. And whenever I click on the actual article, it takes me oh. to a paywall. Paywall, mm. boom. You see it for a second. You're like, oh, shit, I can read. Oh, cock yeah. blocked. Yeah. That's how they get you. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, well, I don't really care about this article enough to, to really read that because, well, I'll get to that later in my point. I'm looking at you, Tennessean. Seeing Gannett, all that stuff. I I, uh, I, ha- I have to kind of break in here at this point and oh say no. that journalism does re- does rely on you guys doing subscriptions. Oh sure, like, no, I'm like, not sure he's going a different direction than that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. But like, I I think I agree with you on something like a Molly Shannon thing. You should at least be able to have a thing that says this is behind a paywall on your Twitter feed. Mm. Uh, when you when you click on it uh, so that you don't get all I mean like Jeremy says that is how they get you they get you they give you like a paragraph of it and then it fades down at the bottom and they're like hey you know uh, if you pay uh, two cents an hour then we can give you this uh, you know article for free or some shit Um, and um, you know it's one of those things where it's like I really would like to read that but I don't want to pay a subscription for something I'm not going to come back to later. 
Um, uh, you know, I, I may not want to read this newspaper over and over and over again. Uh, but, uh, at the same time, there are a lot of people who complain about reading real news articles, uh, that are behind a payroll paywall. And it's like, I mean, you know, that newspapers shut down around the country for years and now they're online and this is basically the only way they make money now. Oh, sure. Uh, so sure. anyway. No, <clears throat> proceed. So the reason I bring that up is that uh, I get a, a newsletter from the New York Times every morning, and I click through, and all of it's behind uh, a paywall. And mm-hmm. I recently decided, hey, you know, uh, journalism needs support uh, mm-hmm. to actually do it. Now, yes, mm-hmm. I could wait until, uh, you know, something like AV Club or Click list well click list no uh but uh <laughs> or like the rap or something like that summarizes it and feeds it to me in blurbs but i kind of want to go to the source i don't really see the reason to not pay for this service because mm-hmm. journalism is dying and these people need the money for these stories to be reported even if they get regurgitated into other stuff mm-hmm. so my initial hesitancy for paywalls has now dissipated, uh, ponied up for New York Times, L.A. Times, a uh, few others, and I could not be happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm supporting. I, I used to be subscribed to the Tennessean, to the Louisville Courier Journal, uh, to the Times uh, at one point, and uh you know, when I thought about it, I was like, man, first of all, it is dirt cheap because they're not printing as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'd like to have the actual story that's not regurgitated and editorialized by a third party site that is free uh, or a blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get it straight from the source. So I have finally given up my derision of paywalls and mm-hmm. dove in. And now I'm not going to get every trade publication that comes out there. Like I wouldn't get, you know, every newspaper back in the day where I walk out and get it off my front stoop. Uh, but there are sometimes the times and, uh, and a few other, maybe Chicago Tribune, even though that's owned by some even shadier people than it was owned by. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, no, it, it, for many years I was very against paywalls and now I feel liberated because I have, joined in and i feel like i am supporting that journalism and i i am uh able to access things from the source instead of some sort of oblique way of getting to that news story well what we're talking about is you know part of a much bigger problem with our american civilization um how news has been covered has been changed specifically because of what Chris was talking about, where people don't buy magazines anymore, so journalism needs to find other avenues to make money. Um, So a lot of what you see is, for a while, it was pop-up ads. Um, And, you know, for... And there still is. Yes, and for some, uh, that's still the way they do it. Some of them uh, do display ads, uh, and so that gets you a lot more clickbaity. That's where you get stuff like, See, see Keanu Reeves as Batman, and and it's just in some piece fan of fan art. art. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. but they don't put the fan art part in the headline. But you've already clicked and made. 
And even the, the coverage of politics is kind of where this is the worst in terms of we are still, we, I'm, I'm not part of the journalism community. They are still many of them just chasing clicks, uh, which is why I think it's, it is important to subscribe to some of the better sources that uh, you are aware of, right? Um, so I, I'm, I already subscribe to the New York Times and the LA Times. Um, and I think that's it for now. Yeah, Tribune um, Media can eat a dick. And I think they're actually going to add two right now. There's some I mean, they're all probably union. four different companies. I mean... Uh, so yes, good journalism needs to be supported. And, you know, I try to not support the clickbaity journalism. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, it's best to get your news from multiple sources instead of just one. And this, I think the paywall has forced a lot of people into getting just their news from just one it, place yeah, that doesn't get, have a paywall. Yeah, it but, gets, it, it kind of not intimidates you, but it kind of deters you. From saying, oh, I want to do this because maybe I just want one article. But you know what? You, you are going to go back to the LA Times and the New York Times. You know, Washington Post is a whole different story. But, you know, uh, Wall Street Journal, you know, reputable news sources that, you know, vet their stuff. And in that case, don't be scared of the paywall, folks. Pay the $4 a month or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, and at least get the most accurate representation of the article in which it was intended. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to steal your thunder of your rant. I did not mean to do that. Uh, I just, uh, I just, the, uh, uh, something inside me was like, well, we're about to go into this whole railing against the subscription model thing. And I was like, I could hear a thousand voices going, but you have to pay for good journalism. <laughs> and then we'd finally get into it. And then they were like, ah, but I've already commented on discord three times about how you guys are, evil people. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so like, I didn't I, help I, matters by saying that's how they get you and immediately framing the newspaper as the bad guy. Was... And then I said something, I was trying to come up with some sort of random value. And I think I said two cents per second, and then you'll get it for free or some shit. I don't even know what that means. So, you know, um, anyway, uh, did not mean to steal your thunder. I just, I, I went, when it started going that way, I was like, I, I, I know of, I know of podcasts that I go back and listen to, uh, well, when we go through the review process of the podcast and everything, we're like, we're going on on something for about 10 minutes. And then at the end of it, we do our corrections and all that. And I'm just hearing like thousands of keyboards typing uh, during those during those moments. So today we have a uh, topic about remakes. Yeah. What are, best, what are the best remakes? What are the worst? What are the ones that are in between? Maybe um, <laughs> we have a great uh, opportunity here, Chris, because mm-hmm. not only. This was inspired by the Nicolas Cage version of The Wicker Man coming out mm-hmm. 15 years ago, almost to the day that we record this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember watching Wicker Man. Uh, was at my New York theater, man. Uh, watched it in the middle of a shift. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, that was an experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that came out recently. And then... As we record this, uh, this coming weekend, uh, the reboot, you could say, of Candyman uh, Ah. is coming out. 
so it, it seemed relevant uh, to me at this time. So yeah, I look back and, and think about things on anniversaries and stuff like that. And Wicker Man is such a an interesting example of a remake of a classic movie. I figured this would be a very, very interesting subject to get into. We've talked about it before, but not in a segment. Yeah. Uh, looking at the list of things that we have here, there's going to be a few that I'll have fond or bad memories of, but there's a lot I actually don't remember about some of these remakes. I'm going to be right off the bat there. I'm not going to be able to have full recall on a lot of these, but uh, which, by the way, total recall. <laughs> no, I did recall, not see. Recall, is, recall. We could even start there. I did not see the remake on this. Did you guys? A total yeah. recall? Yeah. 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 I, I kind of like it. It's not oh, really. It's not good. Oh, no. It, it does everything wrong. Um, but I like watching it. Mm. Um, and it may simply be because it's got. Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel in it. Oh, um, oh well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Which one has three boobs? The nobody. Arnold one. Yeah, <laughs> no, nobody, of this, Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel. But this oh, one. Oh no. Wa- yeah, Chris is right. Neither of them. The 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 they're playing his yeah his wife and Melina. There is some sort of cheeky reference to the three boobed uh, woman from. Uh, I think uh, there is. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. Uh, maybe she's wearing something that has three cups. I don't think anybody with three boobs shows up. Like, like there's no nudity or anything. Like, no, that. certainly not. No, it's actually um, that's one of the problems is that it's too tame. Right. Not that right. there's not nudity. I'm sorry. Not that there's not nudity. Um, but that it's too tame. Yeah. Um, I don't need to see three boobs to enjoy a Total Recall movie. I think um, was it Brian Brian Cranston plays uh, Cohagen. He does, yeah. he does, and it's not Mars. It's like a subterranean colony below the Richies on Earth. Mm, yeah, um, <clears throat> which is kind of weird. Uh, I like Colin Farrell more than I think a lot of people do. Hmm. Um, In general. J- in general, you got a John Cho with uh, blonde hair in here as the <laughs> recall technician. Um, it's mm. it is watchable garbage. Mm. Uh, I enjoy watching, hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. but the original is still far superior and actually a great film. So, and uh, Lynn Wiseman of the under underworld uh, movies did this. I think he's married to Kate Beckinsale. So that's he. Why. Was was right was married. I don't think he is anymore. No, uh, no. but uh, that was a thing where you saw a bunch of Lynn Wiseman movies with Kate Beckinsale uh, back in this back in the day. Um, yeah, they divorced. Wait a minute, uh, they married married May ninth two thousand four, and then two thousand fifteen separating. They were married a long time. Solid, That's solid, solid for Hollywood. Um. Anyway, Barrett, you wrote out a whole bu- a whole list here, and I guess I'll just go through. Uh, we'll go through some some titles. Um, we should here. caveat: we're not going to get to all of them. So right. before you get to your keyboard and go, you forgot about the fact that Sound of Music was a remake too. We're not going to get to all of them. I'll tell um, you what: after I saw Barrett's uh, uh, list, I was like, okay, I think there are a few more that we might want to put on here. I put them on there just in case. But I, I went to Google and was like, uh, show me all the remakes. And um, 
<laughs> That's how you talk to Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like turn on that microphone and like show me all the remix. Um, and I was going through them. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that one. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, totally. And and then it said Heat, and I was like, Heat's not a fucking remake. I went, and, I went to, I went to the IMDb, and it's like written by Michael Mann. It doesn't, and 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 in parentheses, not based on anything. Else. No, it didn't say. That. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, this is not based on previous IP. <laughs> That's right, but it said written by Michael Mann, and it didn't say any others. So I was like. Where the fuck did they get that heat shit? Anyway, um, yeah, we won't get to all of them, but uh, one of the big ones that have come out in the past 20 years uh, came out the same year as The Wicker Man, The Departed. The uh, Departed! And uh, based on in- Infernal Affairs. Yeah, Infernal. this is probably my... This may be my favorite of all the ones that, uh, that we're going to talk about on the best list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's endlessly watchable. It's a... It's the last great uh, Jack Nicholson performance. I mean, I don't know if you bucket list fans are going to yell at me for that, uh, but it is, it's the last time that you've seen Jack being Jack. Um, mm-hmm. It's classic performance by Damon. Uh, almost, I mean, you could say there's many breakout performances from Leo DiCaprio, but this is, this is I think, new territory even for him at this point. Uh, he goes to places that you don't, really expect him to it's such a complicated story it's so bostony uh mm-hmm. and I, I i can watch this any day of the week i know it's not up there with you know top top 70s 80s scorsese uh but it's it's up there with me should the identity of an undercover officer ever be only known by two individuals that feels like so. that feels like a massive fuck up uh, on Martin Sheen's part in this movie. Isn't that a movie thing though? Yeah, like, probably. Like, like it's always, we've got to find a way to get to the lowest common. Well, maybe it's not lowest common denominator, but the, uh, get, put the hero as far up that tree as we possibly can during the yeah. script writing process, because, uh, that was one of the, one of the complaints about Crimson Tide when it came out was like, there would have be so many more communication, uh, things for submarines if they you know they 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 break two of them or they're 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 out of range on one of them and then they break another one and then they're all, well no more communication <laughs> and, and and uh and that was one of the complaints about crimson tide and it's like well yeah but are, are we gonna put 30 minutes in the movie of them like like a series of fucking like things breaking over and over again becomes absurd right yeah but, no, but no. you're right <laughs> This is it. It is insane that there's only two people. Just in case something like this were to happen, right? There would there always need to be a key man or key person in on this. That's uh, you know, knows all the stuff, but nobody like uh, pays any attention to. You know, it's like, a like Wally in the file room or something. There you go. I like a good Scorsese movie that has a protagonist you can root for, like this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, oh, I would. I could probably, if I wanted to, make an argument that Leo's character is still kind of a dick. Um, mm, he's totally I don't a want dick. To. No, uh, I, I mean, he is a dick. He's not a he's, murderous dick, but he's a no. dick. And he's morally, I think he's got the moral high ground of almost anybody else in this movie. Um, and like you were talking about um, Goodfellas recently, Chris, about how mm-hmm. you know everybody in that movie's a, a criminal asshole mm. like mm-hmm. you end up kind of rooting for him 
Um, but a lot of Scorsese movies are like this, where there's, it's not a lot of good people to glom onto. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the things that makes The Departed so great for me to go back to over and over. Of course, everybody in this gives a career performance. Alec Baldwin, uh, Marky Mark, everybody is at the top of their game. But it's that I have something to root for. When I watch Goodfellas, I get depressed. <laughs> like, I do too. I'm, I, I'm no, using no that bullshit. colloquially. Really yeah. um, but, uh, you know, this is, you know, he's a hero. And I, like at the end, you're happy because everybody got their comeuppance. And uh, yeah, then and that then wrap shows up. Yeah. Fucking yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I think it's, I think it's called hard boiled dialogue. I'm not sure. I think that's what they infused departed with. But I like the dialogue in there where it's like, you know, Mark Wahlberg is like, I'm the guy who does this job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and and then just all that stuff Alec Baldwin is spewing through the whole movie is, is just gold uh, all the way through it. Um, I have a pristine uh, record. I have a pristine <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the, you know, the like, uh, hey, you want a cigarette? Ah, oh, you probably help not, huh? Hey, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Well, these <laughs> <know>. bartenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it, so there's a lot of like just real, real hard. Like I would say hard boiled dialogue, but I could be misnaming the convention. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I when I first watched The Departed, I thought it was a lesser Scorsese movie because, mm. um, it just what didn't. I mean, is and with all that star power too, I, I was like, eh, I guess it's all right. And then I've warmed up to it as a great movie uh, at this point, except for the rat shit. <laughs> is this the only mm-hmm. time before we leave this? Is this the, what is another movie where Matt Damon plays as big of a piece of shit as this? Now it, the informant, he's, he's a delusional piece of, shit mm, you could say yeah, he's, but he's like, got an illness likable piece of shit yeah 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 like has he ever played somebody like loathsome he doesn't play a lot of bad guys no he's I mean, loathsome in this movie from all angles right oh I yeah could, i could argue he's kind of that way in goodwill hunting <laughs> mm, he's kind of a dick in that movie he is way he, he gets re- he gets movie. redeemed he gets redeemed oh, i mean i guess you could say talented mr ripley but even even that he's you're kind of rooting for him to get yeah. through it because it's such a complicated thing he has to get through all uh during that but yeah he doesn't i don't think he plays the absolute bad guy in, in anything other than uh, other than this really the other and he plays couple, it perfectly a, yeah because yeah. he's he's a he's an ass he's an asshole to vera Ooh. farmiga he can't get it up he's he's terrible to frank even though he's beholden to him he's trying to get billy like it, there's just so many layers of assholedom to him mm-hmm. that like it makes marky mark <laughs> Mark Wahlberg seem like the hero at the fucking end. You're like, yes, finally <laughs> kill that motherfucker. Yeah. Even though Digman is or Dignum is like the worst person in the world. Uh, uh, at least he has a moral <laughs> compass. And you're like, oh, okay, you know. But uh, yeah, Damon gives a great performance. But this is the only time I've seen him so scuzzy. Him. When he sees Wahlberg in the apartment at the end, and he and, and he's got like the fucking like cellophane the around his feet, and, all that shit. and then and 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 he's got the gun, and and Damon's like, okay, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest shit ever before somebody dies. And it's immediate, man. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, Next one on the list is another Scorsese movie. It's Cape Fear, which I have only seen the remake of this. Um, I have not seen the original yet. Uh, Jeremy has seen the original, I believe. And recently Uh, and twice. um, I actually liked it so much. Uh, I, I, I own it on Amazon and I own a physical disc now. Nice. Um, and, uh, real quick though, uh, because I meant to say this before we moved on, have you guys both seen the infernal affairs that departed is based on? I have. Cause I saw it a long time ago, but I liked it. I don't remember much about it. Now Uh, there's three of them. There are. Yeah, there are, um, I think most people who've seen both prefer Infernal Affairs, but it also could be the thing they saw first is the thing right. that they judge everything. Right. Uh, I watched Infernal Affairs after The Departed, and I thought it was great. I think it was as equal to uh, The Departed, yeah. if not better, than it Okay. Uh, when I saw it. Uh, I remember but thinking I it was also great. don't remember too much about it. Uh, <clears throat> there are some plot points that are different in Infernal Affairs than Departed. We have um, talked Cape Fear recently, um, mm-hmm. so I don't need to go through all of it again. But um, yeah, the original is fantastic. A completely different way to go about. Um, it's got that classic Hollywood moment making, like where somebody says something dramatic and you turn, <laughs> but it's perfect. It, it uses all that stuff perfectly. Robert Mitchum is just as terrifying as De Niro, but in a much more subtle way and a much more, I'm almost being nice to you. And it's even scarier kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Mockingbird. Fuck you, Jeremy. Gregory Peck. Uh, Gregory Peck. Uh, I really enjoy his, his portrayal of the character a little more than Nolte's because Nolte's like baseline Nolte is unhinged already. And Mm -hmm. then when he gets worked up, it just goes up more and more. Whereas Peck, it has much more of a slow burn going uh, throughout the film. I, I was blown away how much I liked the original um, Mm. to the point where I I would hold them both in the same regard at this point. Um, But the, the sequel is fantastic. At least Scorsese's, track record making remakes is pretty good so far yeah. um so the announces well, yeah, i mean uh, you plays the wife in in the remake jessica lang jessica lang yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah yeah jessica lang um yeah i i haven't seen cape fear in forever um uh the remake uh, i saw it in theaters i think i was 14 when that movie oh wow came out. Yeah, there was a, a period right around the time I became a teenager, I suddenly was able to watch R-rated movies, and I don't know why that is, but um, but yeah, I saw that, and you know, at the time when you watch the remake, you're not you you don't realize how disgusting that uh, that De Niro Juliet Lewis thing is. Until oh Jesus! Way later on, and Juliet Lewis, I think, is sixteen in that movie, yeah. sixteen or seventeen. Yeah um but uh de niro this is this was probably one of my first experiences with de niro was was cape fear and he's absolutely the uh, terrifying in that um and and the uh the i think the trailer even had that come out come out wherever you are and you know you just it's it rings in your head every once in a while like that line reading does so um 
Uh, yeah, he's it, straight up unkillable at the end of this movie, by the way. <laughs> like, he is yeah, fucking yeah. RoboCop yeah. for, like, a good 20 minutes. And yeah, I don't yeah. mind because it's so good a journey. Uh, but there's, if we were sinning that movie, there'd be, it'd be, it'd be top heavy on the end of that movie for mm-hmm. a sin count, for sure. Uh, the Coen brothers came out with True Grit in 2010. Uh, I don't I don't think I saw the original here. This is the John Wayne, right? Original. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, then the Coen brothers uh, remade it with Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and Haley Steinfeld, who we did not know of at the time. Uh, but they put their, I mean, it's it's almost a pretty much straight up Western. It does have some of their flavor in it, in, mm-hmm. in some of the dialogue uh, mm-hmm. that you hear throughout the movie, and Matt Damon especially. He's so <laughs> and, good. And it's so funny mm-hmm. in this movie. There's um, a lot of Damon, a lot of Damon yeah. happening in this list. Yeah, no, it's so good. It's so it's so great. Now Jeff Bridges, I, I've I've mentioned that since you know the the late '90s, typically he's got two speeds. He's got mm-hmm. the dude, and he's got Rooster Cogburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Hell or High Water is great, but it's Rooster Cogburn. Uh, uh. His Tron Legacy is great, but it's the dude. <laughs> modern modern day jeff bridges like if you were to go no, no, no. Yeah, that, absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely starman uh, he's neither of those things. starman he's well, neither of those well things. well then you can start categorizing his starman type performances because <laughs> because starman he's he's this weird like i don't know like weird way about him but also in the vanishing, he has this really strange oh, yeah. way about oh, him. Yeah. That I loved him in the vanishing. It's just it's funny the modes he gets into. Uh, Bridges does. The anyway. vanishing is also a remake, isn't it? Yeah, the vanishing is also a remake. That's crazy. Uh, now this is also like first time bias. I like the uh, Kiefer Sutherland. This is fucking blasphemy, by the way. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know what I'm about to say is ridiculous to a lot of you people, but I, it's because I saw it first and I enjoyed it so much and I enjoyed the performances in it so much that when I saw the original Vanishing, which is a great movie, by the way, um. I still like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's because of my, it's my 16 year old me that keeps coming back on that, that van, that, that uh, remake. Um, because, and Jeff Bridges is so bonkers in it, but anyway, yeah, back to true made grit. Some choices. Yeah. And true mm-hmm. grit and uh, Josh Brolin, of course, long time mm-hmm. Coen brothers guy is terrific. And i tell you who's sneaky good in this movie is Barry Pepper. Uh, mm. Barry Pepper's, you know, riding with Josh Brolin, you know, uh, he is, <clears throat> Well, Brolin has executed Haley Steinfeld's father in the movie, and uh, he meets up with uh, with Pepper to split the reward, uh, or or to split the uh, the the bounty on him. And uh, it, it, what you're right, Chris. It's a, it's almost a straight up western, and it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It takes it it's set in like Arkansas slash. What is it? Texarkana, I guess, right? Arkansas and, and Texas. I actually, I actually don't remember the location, but um, but it's gorgeous, right. and the way that it resolves um, is terrific. You know, it's not it's not the bloodbath that you expect. It's not the hero's death that you expect. It's uh, it's it, apparently Coen Brothers decided they were going to go with the the book more than they were with the remake of the original movie. The original movie is terrific. It is mm-hmm. my favorite John Wayne performance, maybe outside of Rio Bravo, but mm-hmm. even Rio Bravo, he's John Wayne being John Wayne. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, but this one, this one is is up there with the departed of the best and i think it was this was nominated for best picture wasn't it definitely was although i'm i'm going to start uh, caveating some of these i'm i'm wondering if it would have gotten a best picture if we still had the original five nominee rule oh, yeah, because this was a longer one right this is yeah, the 2010 they start you know that you start seeing 10 nominees for things but yes i don't want to take anything away from it because it is a great movie it did get nominated for best picture. I've seen a lot of movies um, where two people are thrust into a situation together. They don't like each other. And by the end, they care about each other. This is mm-hmm. probably one of the seven you know, only stories told in Hollywood or what have you. Blood, Blood right. Diamond. Blood Diamond is essentially the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they sell it so good. Part of it is how good Haley Steinfeld is. Part of it is how good Haley Steinfeld is up against fucking Jeff Bridges <laughs> holding yeah. her own. Because when I love the way this movie ends because she's been bitten by a snake and he's got to get back to town to get, you know, the anti-venom or what have you. And he literally rides his horse into the ground, shoots it, yep. picks her up and starts walking. And mm-hmm. you buy it. You buy that he has because of everything they've been through. Most importantly, you know, where he really almost saw a, a situation where she was kidnapped or killed. And now he's it's real. Uh, he cares about her. He, he's desperate to fucking get that anti-venom for her. And it, and it I buy it. I love this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, you know, for you, for you, Snyder Bros, uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, ah. uh, which uh, was a you know a team up of future like very popular directors because James Gunn wrote the screenplay based off the George Romero original. Uh, I I think at the time I had not seen the original Dawn of the Dead when I watched this, but I loved this when this came out. Uh, I I think I prefer the Romero, but this one is still really good. Uh, Sarah Polly, who I really enjoyed as an actor, but like has has gone on to be more of a director these days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good for her. I just I just I just loved seeing her uh, as an actor for a, a long time, but she's the main. Uh, character in this but uh dawn of the dead for me is always going to have that scene where it's the richard cheese and the lounge lizards uh version of uh, down with the sickness playing <laughs> while they're while all those zombies are are, are walking around uh, in that little plaza while there's people on the roof picking off uh picking <laughs> i think they're shooting them during this scene too but uh but your mother get up come on get down with the sickness this movie was a you know a, a really good modern retelling of a classic uh you know uh and i don't remember it doing very well but it was it was certain it was certainly uh the arrival of filmmakers we would be seeing for the next you know couple of days it was also part of that zombie revival right like yeah that I mean, I may not have been the first one of this era, but it's one of the first ones that I remember to where we got to World War Z and uh, yeah. Walking Dead and it got people like me were saying enough with the fucking zombies already. Go back to vampires. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead was around this time, too, right? Well, Dawn of the Dead was 2004, right? Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, oh, Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, was I think it was maybe the same year. In fact, mm-hmm. and 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 I think I think they had to do something maybe even with the title because 
the movies were coming out in the same year. Hmm. Um, don't know if it was, uh, or, or they had to do something with the release date, not the title hmm. because they were coming out around the same time. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm trying to look up the, uh, box office for it. Um, I'm with you, Chris. I, I, I prefer the original. This is one of the, the only times where, or uh, on this list where the original is better. Um, but this one surprised me with how well it executed. It's super Mm high, hyper saturated. It's super close up. Um, there's less slow-mo than you would expect from Zack Snyder, but he hadn't really busted his nut yet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's really well done. It's dystopic. Ty Burrell is such an asshole in this. Yeah, he is. Um, the, uh, uh, Ving Rhames is great in this. There's the, the supporting cast is really good too. Uh, but just the look of it, uh, you know, there's, there's genuine empathy felt for the guy across the street that's writing mm-hmm. on the, the board with Ving Rhames. Uh, yeah. this is a, this is a good movie. You should watch both. And you'll probably, I would hope you would like uh, the original one, but uh, you'll like what you like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I agree. Um, uh, yeah, Dawn of the Dead made uh, $59 million domestic. It made 102 worldwide, and I'm sure the budget was pretty low. Uh, so it probably was a pretty, man- pretty decent hit. Um, uh, okay. Then Scarface. A lot of people don't know that Scarface is a remake, but uh, I've seen the original Scarface. And of course, it's nothing like the 1983 Brian De Palma, but it has has certain elements to it. That old one does. Oh, for sure. It's surprising. It's actually surprising how much of that original is in this, in the remake version. Yeah. I mean, the story is the story. It's a, you know, a, a young man coming up in the ranks and usurping, befriending, uh, the the main boss eventually stealing the girl and eventually mm-hmm. you know downfalling the first one was in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. based on Al Capone yeah really more like like more in your face based on Al Capone yeah. than this character of course they, they also change his nationality and Al Pacino that well-known Cuban as we've said before <laughs> plays plays Scarface in this uh in this movie I, think I believe the movie re- the movie yeah. recipe exactly I think uh <laughs> I, I believe Stephen Bauer, who plays Manny, is is uh, his best friend, is the only mm. actual Cuban American in the film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mary yeah. Elizabeth Manster Antonio isn't Al Pacino, <laughs> obviously. Um, right. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, Frank Langella. Yeah, not yeah. Frank Langella. But Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia <laughs> certainly isn't Cuban. You get yourself a manual. I think I know how you feel. You guys feel about this movie. I think this movie is spectacular. I think uh, Brian De Palma is, is, is doing his De Palma E stuff in a, in a very different environment. We've talked about how Spielberg came in to shoot that, that final scene. Yeah. uh, Which I think is spectacular. Ollie Stone is uh, writing the screenplay when he's trying to beat cocaine. Right, uh, reportedly from, coked out when he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the wrong screenplay to write when you're trying to get over cocaine. Yes, uh, or maybe it is. Maybe it's the right one. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I, I, I think somewhere out there in the ether, 
is a documentary or some sort of uh, treatment of what people think about Scarface. Because I think there, I think probably most people like Scarface, but there's enough of uh, there's enough of a, a negative uh, opinion of this movie that I think it might be something like sixty forty or sixty five thirty five or something like that. Because there's enough people out there who make fun of Scarface in a way that you know that's like okay look let's let's slow your roll on saying it's great i might say <laughs> it's good but it's it, but you know it's it's kind of insane but it, it's it's a heavily influential movie uh mm. and uh and it's watchable i've seen it three times and i don't like it that much uh, <laughs> i mean there's there, there are scenes in the movie that i enjoy i mean robert loja you can't you can't that, that when he hangs that guy out of a helicopter, man. I mean, that's just insanity. That's fun to watch. I don't know. <laughs> well, he does. He doesn't hang the guy. Just for sake of clarity, Sosa hangs the guy F. Murray Abraham out of the the helicopter. Oh, that's right. It's it's F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham hangs the guy out of the helicopter, or orders the guy to be hanged. Right. He is the guy hung. He the is the guy. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is the guy. Okay. It's Sosa because they go back to Cuba, uh, and he meets with Sosa. Tony meets with Sosa with uh, with F. Murray Abraham's character, and uh, because Frank doesn't, uh, Frank uh, uh, Robert Loja's character doesn't trust Tony on his own. Right. Yeah, so, Loja's the guy in America who's like the big cheese. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's the boss, and he's got this agreement with Sosa, and Sosa's just like he he takes Tony out. And watches them hang F. Murray Abraham's character, and he, he's like, you know, here's the deal. Here's here's what I think of your your deal right now. And Pacino's like, or Montana's like, that guy. I never trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I like Frank, you know, but uh, but he ends up brokering that deal, and that's the moment where he usurps uh, Robert Loja's character. <clears throat> and well, yeah, it's it's I love this movie. He's got that tremendous, um, uh, like ambition to the point of delusions of grandeur, almost. Especially when he's like first starting out, because mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the guy that's the the top of this whole thing by the end of it." And you're like, "What's your fucking plan? Oh, you're gonna kill a bunch of people. That's that's gonna be part of." I it. will never forget right before we filmed this movie recipe and ate one of the best dishes I've ever tasted so in my good. life. I said to Chris, you're going to have to carry us on this because I've never seen Scarface. And he said, great, I don't even like it. Uh, (laughs) And then he carried the episode and pretended to like it more than he did because the chef was a really big fan of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he had just been down to Cuba and learned all these new flavors and all this other type of thing. Put it all in that lamb dish, man. That was, I swear there were like seven things in there I've never tasted before or again. Yeah. Squid ink. (laughs) Squid ink. I actually have tasted that before and again, but... The Cuban spices, man, mm-hmm. it was unlike anything my mouth had ever experienced. Yeah, have you, yeah, that's right. Um, have you seen it since, Jeremy? I've never seen it. No, that was. My, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the point of the story. Was to say I still haven't seen it. Uh, I can't really comment. I've not. I've not seen any of the Scarface movies. Interesting. Hmm. You know, it'd it be, might be fun. Be fun to see. Might be what fun you to see what them. you think of them. Yeah, yeah. because uh, because the movie is bonkers. I mean, it's just absolute. I've always I always talk about the scene that I hate is just the they 
Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio and Stephen Bauer are going to get married. And then like, they like, we were just trying to surprise you. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, the Tony Montana really seems like a guy who loves surprises. Uh, that's a, that was a good idea. Um, Surprise. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Scarface is always going to be like a blade runner or something to me where I'll give it another chance after a few years. Like maybe, maybe uh you know over time i'll i'll like like this and every time i watch it i get get bogged down in the same things every time uh but um on to oceans mm. 11 mm. um if i've seen the original oceans 11 i don't remember if i've seen it because it would have been just before the remake came out because i would have had to because there was a point in time where i used to like try to watch the original before the remake came out and mm. I, I just don't remember if i saw this one it's i did boring yeah it's boring oh, as yeah. balls it's i don't know how you get frank sinatra dean martin sammy davis and and uh you know the other guys uh <laughs> in the rat pack and and make this boring but this <laughs> this original is it's boring. boring it's the it's the talkiest heist film since this before since the Spanish prisoner, which came decades later. Um, <laughs> it a, sure is. It's just, I, I remember I watched it because the, because the remake had come out and I greatly enjoyed it. And I was like, Barrett, I was shocked how boring it is. And it made me feel like, you know, what Adam Sandler does often, it was just a vacation for them to get together in Vegas and shooting the movie was like secondary to them they are going through the fucking motions and that and we know frank sinatra is a good to great actor or was yeah yeah uh, but man he is just floating through this in a haze of bourbon and cigarettes and god knows what mm. else blowjobs the remake's good though remake is good. yeah yeah love love the remake i love that that uh heist now they they of course got ridiculous with the sequels where it was like you can't you can't come up with a heist with this many moving parts and expect <laughs> to win. You know, I mean, and almost every time they get in a jam, it was like, Oh, I know somebody who could, who can do this yeah. or whatever. It's like, no, no, not every situation. And Matt Damon twice yeah. in oceans 12 and in oceans 13 gets his fucking parents to, uh, to get him, to get it, to bail him out of things. And it's always some, you know, like funny argument or whatever, like, ha ha, you know, don't tell dad or some shit. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, but Ocean's Eleven is, was one of those that was a complete surprise and fun all the way through. It just, it just doesn't hold up over sequels. Yeah, it's no, the, it, totally it, one of the funniest, uh, shots of the whole thing is in 2001 when George Clooney and Brad Pitt walk out of that poker club and everybody, swarms Topher grace and danny masterson all those <laughs> yeah, guys and yeah. they just walk past it's so great i uh it's also kind of responsible for like a whole genre of music like if you go to stock music sites there are titles that riff on the name oceans or have numbers and they're all like you know all those oceans movies have that particular i actually bought one of those tracks and used it for customers at back when I was making videos. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good track. I think it's probably still on my PC here. I, I mean, we've sent oceans 11 and, and, but man, these, the later movies, especially oceans 13 has all these different, like there's no way all of these people were able to be in these positions at the time that you said they were like, 
Like, oh yeah, we knew about that guy being here. Like, how? How the fuck did you know about that guy being here? And they're like, and when we made sure that somebody was always keeping their eyes on him. Oh, so they were keeping their eyes on him while they were doing the fucking this thing, this other thing, completely different from that earlier. It's always like, oh, it was. They always do that with some character you've forgotten about, so that you'll be like, oh yeah, I don't need to a- ask any questions about that, even though that guy's busy with something completely different all the way through the movie. But yeah, do you like uh, thirteen better than twelve, uh, Chris? Or I know you have a- no. I still like the daffiness of twelve okay. over over thirteen. I, at thirteen, they made to make up for Ocean's Twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ocean, to, to me, the daffiness of Ocean's Twelve, the fact that they don't give a fuck, uh, kind of like comes through and makes it funner for me, <laughs> and especially that fucking laser dance at the end <laughs> i found i found this royalty track where i paid for the rights to use it it's called casino by the ocean mm. that's mm. the that's the way that you know you're getting a a, a, a riff track off of oceans ah, soundtrack. yeah casino by the ocean casino by the ocean Mm. um the next one here is invasion of the body snatchers which has been remade many times even since this remake the donald sutherland thing at the end of this movie is one of the most terrifying things you'll ever see Mm. there i don't know what he did to get that face and and everything but like it's it's unbelievable like how did he work on that face did he did he go in the mirror and, and like okay what's the most the most terrible thing that will leave people with nightmares at the end of this movie? This is uh, just just as scary as the Departed. It's a weird uh, comparison, but they literally have nowhere to go at one mm-hmm. point uh, when they find out that uh, Leonard Nimoy's character, who's great in this movie by the way, uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy's character has been compromised. And literally, it's just Donald Sutherland and that lady who I can't mm-hmm. remember. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, there's nowhere to go. They can't go to government. They can't go to the cops. They can't go to trusted people because everything has been taken over. It's that it's that 70s paranoia that's taken up all the way to the top. You literally have nobody else to go to, you know, mm-hmm. almost like. It's a the comparison is the the weirdness that Billy Costigan is in in The Departed, where there's nowhere he can go. He -hmm. can maybe fake his own death and leave, uh, but there's there's nothing they can do uh, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers except how it ends. Yeah, and then later on we had I think just uh, just Body Snatchers, which uh, was was really well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Invasion, which was not. Uh, which was not very good. That fuck. That movie sucks ass. That's Nicole Kidman mm. and uh, J- uh, uh, Daniel Craig, right? Dom- they talk Dominic about going w- through the motions. West? The, uh, Dominic West made a movie with Nicole Kidman. I always get confused with this one. Forgotten. It's it's uh, uh well, the forgotten is Ju- Julianne Moore, but um, but the invasion definitely had Daniel Craig in it. Uh, oh, damn it, Jeremy. Uh, the Forgotten is that Julianne Moore. I can't remember who the dude was in that movie, but it has. This has this has nothing to do with our remakes. But The Forgotten has one of the one of the scariest. Even it's a it's a terrible movie, but it has one of the scariest moments. One of like hair going, you know, coming off of your arms, kind of scare moments in it. Hmm. Um, 
I don't know if you've ever seen it. <clears throat> I feel like I have, but I don't remember it at all. It's 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 basically Julianne Moore and and I can't remember who else. Uh, maybe it's Dominic West uh, yeah. loses their child, and they don't know what they don't you know that they they aren't believed. It's kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Julianne Moore finds out it's like aliens or whatever, and and. Uh, you know, but by the end of it, they're like, what do you want from Julianne Moore is like asking the alien guy, what do you want from us? What do you want? What do you, what do you, yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Huh? And then, then he goes, we want you to forget. You know, it's just like this, all this wind is blowing past him and everything. It's just like insane. It just like raises your head. Like this, if you I don't know, it may not today. It might be lame, and I'm just being stupid. But uh, 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 Dominic West was in a movie called The Awakening with Rebecca Hall that had nothing to do with Nicole Kidman or Julianne Moore. <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, on to Suspiria, which came su- out of su- Suspiria. Suspiria. Uh, came out a few years ago. Now the Dario Argento original is, you know, uh, is of course classic and it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, really good. Although this remake just adds so many layers to that original. I still don't know what I think is best though. Oh, I do. I I think the remake is vastly superior and it's probably heresy, but, um, I think Argento was vastly superior to the original ending. There's no new ending. I'm quoting sideways. To, I mean, interrupted oh, you nice, to quote nice. sideways. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nice. <laughs> no, there's. I, I think uh, Argento was making a straight up Giallo film uh, that that just happens to be super stylish. Uh, was seminal at the time, and it's really, 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 really good. But I think Guadagnino. <laughs> Guadagnino. Uh, uh, I think there there was so much more thought put into it. The cast seems like I, we've all professed our love for Dakota Johnson's mm-hmm. work and herself, but she's at a different level in yeah. this movie. Um, the and uh, uh, and that Tilda Swinton that Tilda yeah. Swinton performance is insane too. It's another. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's another layer to that movie. Um, I certainly remember the remake more than I remember the original. And I, and I, I only recently saw the original just a few years ago. So it's It's not like it's not, yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I like elements of the original more than I like the remake. So, um, well, I think the, the remake is much more to me than a horror film. And I think mm -hmm. the original is much more of a horror film. And mm-hmm. not to bag on horror, I love horror, but I think, like you said, there's more, there's more meat on the bone here. Um, there's more subtext, there's more metaphor, and I absolutely adore watching it. It is beautiful to watch. It is. It really is. Um, on to another George A. Romero remake, The Crazies, which that remake is really good. I- yeah, it is. I, now I had not seen the original when the move the new one came out. I, I think I have recently seen the uh, original on this, but uh, this was way better than I thought it would be. Even though I didn't have anything to base it off of when I was watching it, um, uh, is it Timothy Oliphant in the yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. 
This didn't this have a weird release date, like a like a shitty release date. Uh, uh, yeah, February twenty third. Uh, in twenty Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> go, go out yeah, see the crazies. They, there are a lot of horror movies that seem to come out in February because February is a dumping ground, except for Valentine's Day. Yeah, and so. this one, that's I had the same thing. I was like, well, you know, it's it's it, it's lumped in with all that stuff. Got a very generic name. I also had not seen the original. The original is on Mubi, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and it and the original is good. It, it's it, it, I think it has more subtext. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the, the seventy three version than the two thousand ten version, but the two thousand ten version is fun. It's mm-hmm. a it's a fun. It's almost like a resident. It's a Resident Evil movie that's much better than any other Resident Evil movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. Jan- yeah. Uh, Jeremy, have you seen this? Nope. Oh, no, I have seen the remake. The yeah, remake. The Timothy right? Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I don't typically like movies like that. It's weird because, and I've seen them all, but there's a bunch of movies that came out around this area that, that in my mind, I called big-name actor does a horror movie. Mm. Uh, they had that Luke Wilson one with the crazy masks. Mm. Uh, Vacancy. And then, and then there was one where the video, the uh, hotel videotapes you and kills you. Um, <laughs> and then, not the hotel building, the people that work there. Um, <laughs> after having just seen a movie called Slacks with Killer Jeans, which we just interviewed some the director of and everything, I'm sitting there thinking, was there a movie where a hotel is a people? <laughs> uh, but my point was uh, the crazies is better than most of those. Like the, most of those are watchable, most of those are decent, uh, but this one was more. It felt like it was more about the people, um, mm. and I just love Timothy Oliphant. I'll watch anything he does. He's so good. I think he, he's extremely underrated he was so good in once upon a time in hollywood he's so good in mandalorian which i uh jeremy i don't know if you've seen i have not um he's great in go uh i think he's he's great in that uh fourth die hard with what he had to to work with um i i i think he Justified. got lumped, i think he got lumped into that steven dorf skeet ulrich you know, heart early on type yeah, of thing. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Dumel, uh, because he looks exactly like Josh Dumel. Uh, but uh, I, I think he's got more talent than maybe all of them combined. <laughs> you, you may not be wrong, actually. Timothy Oliphant is always a welcome presence. He plays bad guys most of the time, but he's always like a fun bad guy. Mm-hmm. Go, he's fantastic in mm-hmm. he, uh, the girl next door. He's he's really good in. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I, I love Timothy Oliphant. Um, uh, I hope he makes movies forever. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go one more in your good pile, and then I'll go to some of our bad ones after this. Uh, the Italian Job, which I have not seen the original, and I saw the remake. There was something weird about that screening of the remake because it was a, a we had a a sneak preview of it for uh, you know and it was there were some things that were not complete about it I think something mm. to that effect but I I have not seen the remake of the Italian Job since two thousand three and oh. uh, and I think a lot I think both of you guys really love this movie I love it now it's not perfect. 
<laughs> it's very two thousand three. I was going to say there are a couple of things that date it hard, <laughs> like the Napster shit is probably the biggest oh. problem because <laughs> uh, Seth Green's character calls himself the Napster because. Mm. He roomed with Sean Fanning in college, and he invented Napster, but Sean Fanning stole it while he was napping and named it Napster. And there's even a fucking clip when he's telling the story. They actually got Sean Fanning to come and and play act him stealing the code while (laughs) Seth Green is asleep at his desk. Um, So there are some things that date it pretty hard, but uh, everybody knows exactly what this is. Everybody in this movie knows what their role is. Ed Norton, it, he's like, I'm the villain. I'm going to choose scenery. I'm going to have good one-liners, but I'm going to lose a mustache. Yeah. And a mustache. Mm, yep. Marky Mark is like, I'm playing Marky Mark. Um, Charlie's there and is like, I'm playing Marky Mark. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> it's really <laughs> fun. Uh, the, the heists, as there are basically two planned heists, one in the beginning that they execute perfectly, and then one in the end that they have to change gears at the last minute. But the heists are both awesome. Like the the detail that goes into it, the planning, the execution. Um, it's the really chase. fun. I've... The chase is so beautiful. Oh, the, with the Mini Coopers and the helicopter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel fun. It, it, and now it's it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I feel like that was filmed really, really excitedly. They like it, they did good. Um, geography on it too because norton's character lives like in the hills um and they you know they end up stopping one of the uh money trucks the gold Mm -hmm. trucks right outside the grandma's chinese theater in hollywood walk of fame um and then there's another point where they actually say the name of an intersection where the truck is going and i went and pulled up google maps and i'm like yep that's two blocks away from where it was in front of this and that like make that the geography of it all makes really good sense too um yeah it's just really fun it's just fun like this is probably what people who love the fast and furious movies feel about those movies um i just hate the fast and furious movies and love this one but you know it's got a big cast everybody's having a good time there's some interesting action um the original's great too i haven't seen it in probably 10 years but uh the original uh, michael kane is is a little bit better of an actor than mark Wahlberg. i can just, say just a skosh just a skosh a little bit. Just a wee, and, wee. and very engaging i mean mark Wahlberg is not the reason to come see this movie <laughs> no. yeah he's he's the placeholder uh he's not terrible in it or anything like that but the supporting cast is doing the heavy lifting here, including Edward yeah. Norton and Charlize. And it always and bugged that. the hell out of me that he's in this movie, and uh, he plays a character named Charlie. And then shortly after this, he's in a movie called The Truth About Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always bugged me. Which yeah. is also a remake of, uh, what was that movie? Oh, uh, Truth, shit. The You're Truth right. About Charlie was a remake of, uh, like, Charade. Oh, Charade. Charade is the movie. Gotcha um i'm gonna go down into uh some of our bad ones now uh yeah. planet of the apes 2000 tim burton movie um uh was god what a fucking terrible movie that is i forgot what a terrible movie this was until i accidentally watched it not too long ago <laughs> more mark Wahlberg. <laughs> this is why i can't figure out if he's a good actor or not there yeah. are times where i guess he's He's not like Keanu Reeves because I think Keanu has more range, but 
There are times where I like Mark Wahlberg, but, and maybe it's the direction, maybe it's the movie, maybe it's whatever. But I mean, when Estella Warren can outact you in this mm. movie, there's, mm. there's some, there's some issues. Watch I just, there's now. also. That's the, Jeremy's girlfriend, Estella Warren. There's also, she's never been a great actress. Uh, <laughs> I told her, I told her that when we were dating. That's why oh, we broke up true. actually. That's true. I forgot um, about that. <clears throat> There's a difference between like a whammy ending and like just utter fucking confusion. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when he lands and sees the Lincoln Memorial, but there's an ape on it. The fuck happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, Tim yeah. Burton doesn't even know. No I right swear to God that was written like a, no one is ever going to know what the hell happened. <laughs> People are going to love it. I'm sure mm-hmm. he had some sequel plans right because they made 32 of these before they remade it so uh, i'm sure that the studio was like hey this is a big hit we're gonna have a sequel he's like i've got the pitch it's earth but the the apes have done everything we did they even built a lincoln memorial the exact same size and specs as ours but they put an ape on the the throne instead of abe on the throne that's it's one of the most fucked up endings i've ever seen up and in 2000 i was jacked to the tits for this fucking movie Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm jacked to the tits at this point tim burton hadn't done anything wrong i even loved sleepy hollow which i think came out before i like sleepy hollow um and tim burton you know, at the time, you know, all right, you got some good people. Paul Giamatti's in this. Michael Clark Duncan is in this. Uh, it's it's a bunch of apes. I like the original. I have, I don't I don't remember being more disappointed in a movie walking out of the theater than that. I was like, oh, that was mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah, this is a whole like uh, long roster of I can't believe they dragged this person into this movie. Like Paul Giamatti's in this, and oh my god, man! <sighs> yeah, it's not just the ending. I mean, the it's 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 everything leading. Up. They even steal parts of that Star Trek movie with the whole like uh, whatever they call the V'ger type thing that's in Star Trek, right? Because they have the the ship that's named a certain thing that some of the letters are marked off or something. Yeah, and they're feature. like, what the fuck does that mean? And it becomes their God in the in, in planet of the apes. And then they find out, Oh, that's the name of the ship. It's, it's the Voyager or whatever the fuck they call it in planet of the apes. I can't remember what, but, but like, you know, it's, it's one of those where it's like, not only, not only are we derivative of the original movie, but we're derivative of Star Trek as well, and we put that fucking awful ending at the end and all that. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill uh the whole reason for this podcast today wicker man is on this worst list uh the original of course is way better the 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 thing about this new one which neil labute uh directed i'm not sure if he if me may have wrote he may have wrote the, the remake screenplay too. Uh, 
Nicholas Cage is always trying something, right? He knows mm-hmm. what he's knows when he's in some weird piece of shit. He's going to probably be he's going to be weird too. Um <laughs> And but there are so many laugh out loud, unintentionally funny moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, beating that old woman, like punching that old woman, uh, <laughs> he clocks the you, shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, and 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 just the whole unnecessariness of everything that's happening. In this movie. <laughs> there's nothing like oh, there's a missing child, and they just make him run around the island the whole time. <laughs> when the whole point was just to burn him at the stake by the yeah. end of it, you know, burn him on the, burn him on the, uh, the wicker man thing that they've built at the end. Uh, somehow he, he can't find any evidence of this ritual anywhere on the Island either. Like I found that kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> his, perfor- his performance is, I think the worst part of this movie. And, and I know that it's, it may be intentional and it, I know it's been almost cult faved at this point mm-hmm. but but he's bad the whole reason the original works is because it's creepy is because mm-hmm. the guy is supposed to be stoic is because the island is supposed to be weird not him mm-hmm. right and uh and cage is weird from the very beginning isn't it where he's trying to save the girl and she gets hit by a train or something like that yeah and keeps and keeps seeing it everywhere the most ridiculous one is when he's on the boat and he thinks he sees the girl like looking out over the water and the train hits her there. The train <laughs> runs over her on the boat. <laughs> it's all he can think of. <laughs> or the or is it the train or it's a truck that hits her, I think. And it's something that just keeps running over her and he's like like, oh isn't that a nice image this girl's watching out the ocean or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i can't even watch this for like like i'll compare the ending to the ending of knock knock spoiler for Mm. knock knock oh my god there's the ending of knock knock is where Keanu Reeves is buried up to his neck. I can't even talk about this without <laughs> laughing. So funny. And he Keanu's does this. never <laughs> said more fuck in his life. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's so great. I like it. I can watch that and just absolutely get my, my nut off. But like mm-hmm. the cage thing, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I can't. I can't do You're this. You're getting movie, your nut off ironically. at the absolute wrong time in Knock Knock. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Usually, you like that. The... Do you like that when I suck your dick? <laughs> yes. Yes. Or no, it's do you like that when she sucks your dick? You usually, usually it's when they destroy the wife's art piece when I come. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh psycho remake um oh jesus here's this is an interesting thing for me okay so why do we hate the remake of psycho do we hate it because it's so stupid and unnecessary because it's shot for shot or do we hate it because the performances aren't nearly up to par or what is it that we all hate about that remake okay so it's all of it but the biggest one for me is Vince Vaughn is no fucking Anthony Perkins. Uh, like, yeah. Nowhere close. Mm-hmm. And that was a big miscast for me. Um, 
uh, he's he just doesn't exude that. Now he does a little bit of badass stuff, I guess, in the Prison Break movie or the Concrete Dragging movie, and mm-hmm. he does a little bit of menacing in Freaky, mm-hmm. um, which I recently saw a few times and have thoughts about. Mm-hmm. But he is a comic actor and. When he goes dark, he can't do even what Kevin fucking James did in that Little Girl in the Woods Becky. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Girl Good at Woods. <laughs> little Girl Good at Woods? Is that what you said? <laughs> she is very good in the woods. She is? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Anthony Perkins, on the other hand, is, is seriously terrifying in very, very subtle ways in, in both the first two Psycho movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest problem for me. I think the other acting is all okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shot for shot thing is a big problem, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that it loses too much uh, in the acting category. I think. You know, Anne Hayes, I, I, she's, I like Anne Hayes a lot. I don't know if she's the perfect person to put in here. I mean, uh, Janet Lee, I don't know how big of an actor she was back in the six. I, I, I've always been told that she was one of the biggest, like, that's why it was so crazy that she dies at the beginning of the film, but I don't know of any other Janet Lee movies before this that I, that I like that much. So I often wonder what was she a big star for? If that was the case, uh, I feel like Anne Hayes was probably more well-known than Janet Lee was back in yeah. this day. Yeah. Uh, and Julianne Moore obviously is, is like top shelf actor, uh, to put in this. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the Vince Vaughn thing might be the maybe the the one thing, and then just the pointlessness of a shot for shot. Yeah. I think that's what most people hang up on. the The question is, though, is it how? It, I always wonder if it's shot for shot, and we like the original. Why do we hate this remake? So it's missing the it's missing the soul. It's missing well, the the reason. It's, it's the also, raison d'etre, right? You know, yeah. they put masturbating the sounds. They put masturbating sounds over Vince Vaughn peeking through the thing. That's right. Uh, um, Something that was subtle in the first film (laughs) is no longer subtle. Because we, I think, I think everybody watches that original psycho and realizes that Norman Bates is probably masturbating. And it's the reason why his last name is Bates. I mean, that's (laughs) probably the reason he is the master of his domain. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I, I, I would, I would believe that Hitchcock would do something that cheeky back in the day to call somebody Bates, uh, yeah. for that reason. But in the remake, it's like, yeah, you hear the sounds of Vince Vaughn doing it. And it's like, Oh, we didn't need that. Yeah. It's gross. It's yeah. gross. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's how masturbation sounds. Okay. We'll do a couple more. I'll pick another, a uh, couple off of this, uh, here. I find it interesting that you have the girl with the dragon tattoo on your worst. Uh, I do too. Um, I like the original better. Um, I do too. But I, I, th- I think, I think I like the Fincher one enough that I don't think it's bad necessarily. I like it when. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I almost can see the gears turning in your head. Nope. Um. <laughs> yep 
Yeah. I watched this fairly recently again, and what, what bugs me most about this remake, it's not bad. It, and, and nothing David Fincher really does is really bad, except for mm-hmm. Alien Cubed, and that's not his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the performances are fine, except for a great actor, Stellan Skarsgård, at the end of this movie, goes so full villain that it's like yeah. a parody of an action movie. He does. Yeah. And and that ending to me completely derails the tone of this entire movie. It's so rote and it's so you can see Lisbeth coming from a mile away. You can see how this is gonna happen. like I, I think the first two thirds of this movie are, you know, perfectly fine, not as good as the original. Uh but but I think the ending just completely derails it for me. I He's a dirty dog, that that main character. Like, mm-hmm. it's a main weird character. Yeah, oh, da, James Bond. Um, <laughs> Daniel Craig. He's Daniel a dirty Craig. dog. Uh, to to Lizbeth, yes, oh, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, sleeps yeah. with her and then discards her. And when she shows up at the end with that jacket that she's got for him, and sees him back with Robin Wright walking away, that is more crushing than it should be for a movie I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If I thought like I would, I would expect to be that crushed if the whole movie had been a plus great, but it was, I, I like it. Uh, I don't love it, but that ending just kills me, man. Like she, they are in completely different places. It's so crushing to realize that she has this, these feelings for him. She's opening up a person who never opens up. And pff, I've already discarded you. I'm back with the rich white lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it feels like there's not texture uh, th- to this one that there was in the in the first mm-hmm. one or in the mm-hmm. original, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, there was a lot more. I don't know. It, maybe it was because it was a Swedish story that was filmed in Stockholm and around Stockholm um, that had more of that, but the, it it just didn't seem like it had the nooks and crannies and the texture. Uh, it seemed more Hollywoody, which is not something that you uh, typically get from something like Ventures. Yeah. For the record, uh, just for you guys, or if it ends up staying in, what I was going to say, I just realized that starting and then stopping a joke about this movie, there are at least two scenes in this movie that people might think I was going to joke about mm-hmm. that I in no way was going to. Which got which I, popped in my head, yes. I was going to say I like when Lisbeth has sex with James Bond. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, it was a horny joke, not mm-hmm. a really, really wrong joke. Right. Um, I just want you guys to know that. <laughs> I okay. got you. I, I figured it was something like that. Yeah, You weren't, you yeah. weren't going. That's a good scene. Girl. That's a good mm-hmm. scene. It's a like, sexy scene. Yeah, and yeah, she takes she charge. Just, she's like, you know what? This shit's does. gonna happen. This is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, indeed. I'm gonna round this out with Ghostbusters. Uh, the uh, where let, let, you know they they made it an entire female cast, and a lot of people who are awesome uh, normally are in a bad movie. Um, um. You know, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, all these are, are, Bill all, these are <clears throat> all of these are capable actors, are capable comic actors. And I have I have after I haven't thought about this movie in a long time, but uh, I think during the sending of it, I was like, where did they go wrong with this? Because there were there were so many 
funny people in this and i think it's like it's like chris hemsworth ends up stealing this movie maybe it does mm. it's the story it's it's the story i i love the believability between uh melissa mccarthy and Kristen wig being very good friends i think kate mckinnon is up there just a little bit under hemsworth for stealing the movie uh mm-hmm. leslie jones leslie jones is fine but they dial up her leslie jones to where it's mm-hmm. distracting and I it think it was out, more about their their individual acts than it was chemistry. Yeah, it starts out so promising with Jared from Silicon Valley. <laughs> yep, oh, doing the that museum opening tour. is so fucking good. And so I was like, funny. here we go, baby. And then it's like they handed the script to a completely different writer for the rest of the film. I probably just has to they probably just let that actor riff a little bit and he has yeah. like a, a shtick he does that just happens to really work in that particular scene but mm-hmm. yeah disappointing i'm actually kind of excited about the next one um me too i think the the change of scenery and focusing on kids um i think the trailer looks good and, and we've got you know a capable director but yeah it's, it's just such a misstep it's like the father's day of ghost hunting movies it really you know <laughs> if i were to write a review right now it would be exactly that God, I was, I, what a random <laughs> movie to compare this to i still feel that disappointment from father's day man yeah to really, clarify, Crystal Robin Williams and Julia Louis Dreyfus in one movie know. together, and it's know. not funny like even once. Right. You got had yeah. to, I, I've been on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that accidentally. Yeah. To clarify to anyone who has any questions, even though you probably do not, if you've listened to this before, it is not a bad movie because of the all female cast, the female right. cast. Oh, it is a bad say, movie yeah. because it's a bad movie. Um, well, those yeah, actors and, are talented, as Chris said. They're funny. It it's just a bad movie. There's a a thing they do in the original where uh, they're all they're they're all friends at the beginning, and and they're all struggling. And and what they how they've described that movie is it's what you it's it's what it's like creating a business for the first time. Uh, you know, finding their location, finding a car, finding a receptionist, finding, you know, all these different things that they do in the movie. It's really just like about how to start a business. Uh, and it just so happens to be, oh, we bust ghosts. Uh, that's our thing in this. Um, uh, they do some weird things with the effects in here. There's something about the effects in this movie that are just too, they're too sharp and pristine and, mm-hmm. and like, and modern for some reason mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't work in this um there's no mythology to everything like they 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 build this whole big huge mythology in the first movie mm-hmm. about you know gozer and all this and it's and in this one it's just kind of like well there's there's a there's a guy i think it's a guy trying if i remember this movie correctly isn't it a guy trying to call ghosts back into the world he's like exchanging his soul or some shit to get ghosts back you know something that nature it's a guy that i've seen a million times and ever in some in stuff since um who plays that uh that sort of that bad guy in this Mm -hmm. uh but yeah there's no there's no there's nothing nothing that stands on and it's hoping that Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones all generate something because they're so funny uh by themselves and you and that that whole thing where they record 
that uh that ghost thing at the beginning and they put it on youtube and they and they're and uh and she just looks crazy and i'm like did they not get any footage of the fucking ghost yeah. in this whole yeah. recording she does look crazy but like they didn't get any we we get it right at the point where she's like oh my god ghosts are real is what she says and you're like where did is there anything in this video that you took where there was a ghost why is it like this why is it edited this way yeah it makes them look stupid right off the bat and it's just something i just don't like uh about that thing so anyway anything else that we need to say here oh we should come back to this topic maybe sometime i think so too there's there's plenty uh, more in the well to to draw from yeah absolutely um okay well that's going to do it for this week keep going to syncast presented by cinema sins on facebook we're also on cinema sins twitter music video sins twitter discord and soundcloud that's going to do it for this week it's chris atkins and jeremy scott and barrett share we'll see you next time thanks for listening comment on our episodes on our soundcloud page Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. The distributors are showing off the next five months of movies to the theaters and the media, but... Mm -hmm not to us so like they showed a bunch of footage of Kristen stewart playing princess diana and and i have to read about what that one journalist (laughs) showed a whole trailer for matrix four and a guy was like here's what i saw and i'm like fuck you i want to see it sounds like i don't know what you described is exactly this but that's reminds me of the and this is nato nato the national association of theater owners um (laughs) that other nato the other nato yeah uh that one time i went to to uh, go there and see i saw a lot of these trailers and everything and the warner brothers guy was really funny um he was pro- he's probably old enough not to be doing those shows anymore or is probably dead at this point i'm sorry to say but that guy was hilarious um talking about how lucky you was going up against spider-man he's like well you know maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll pull out ahead by the end of the weekend i don't know <laughs> and then like and then we got a new harry potter coming out this summer that little bastard makes us so much money <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing the whole band back. Oh, not Fishburne, right? For Matrix, it's uh, Carrie Mars and Moss and. Uh, yes, Keanu, my right? prediction is that Fishburne is in it because he's been cagey, um, whereas um, Agent Smith seems pissed, um, and he's not in it. So, I don't know. I'm expecting to see Fishburne pop up probably. I've told you my theory. I don't want. I don't ruin the movie for people, but I'm expecting him to pop up in there. You excited? Yeah, I actually am. Um, I'm a homer, so you know it's like the, anytime the Orioles make the playoffs, I'm like, I got a chance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but also like, a, a, if they have trailer footage, it comes out in November, right? It comes out in December, but that we haven't seen a single frame. They, they, they're the most egregious ones because I guess they showed a bunch of new footage from Matt Reeves, the Batman. But I don't think oh. that's due to come out until 2022. Right, um, right, right. 
so I understand not giving the trailer that footage to the, the viewing public, but they got to give us something for the mix. So uh, hopefully it's soon. Well, it's like uh, I was looking through the release calendar to see what was coming out, you know, today and next week. Of course, next week is Shang-Chi. Uh, but then the, the fucking Ghost Rider, Cowboy, True Grit, the fucking Eastwood that I can never think of the name of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adios Maria or something. I don't know. Adios Maria. Something, something, something die macho or something. Cry macho. Cry, Cry macho. macho. Yeah. It's coming out next fucking week. <laughs> oh, And wow. I think it's wide. Oh, wow. And, and what the trailer came out, what, three weeks ago or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, meanwhile, we've seen, we saw New Mutants trailers three years in advance of the actual movie coming. Of course, that was complicated, but still, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, Matrix is going to be, if you want to, my point is, when did the first <laughs> Matrix come out? The, 99. The, well, I know, but when was the actual re- release date? Was it in the fall it or was it Late summer? March. April? Late March, early yeah. April. They, they were, it was one of those where it came out, I believe, on a Wednesday uh, heading into the April weekend or something. Like it was March 30th, Wednesday, and then it was like April 1st, April 2nd. Somewhere but around But the original there. trailer... I think the first trailer that I saw was the Super Bowl ad, right? Um, oh, it might have been. Not for me, but yeah, that may have been. I mean, I saw, I saw it in the theater. I don't even remember what fucking movie I was there to see, but I was with Josh and we laughed our asses off at the trailer because we it looked so bad, it looked so yeah. dumb because we didn't understand well, what the fuck was going on. The bullet uh, time did look pretty fucking amazing at the time. I mean, yes, but in the context. Because the trailer didn't explain any of the conceit, right. you are you think you're watching superheroes. You think you're watching. It looked like X versus Sever type stuff to me, even though that movie had yet to come out. Um, it looked it looked silly, uh, but I didn't understand. It wasn't reality. You know, it's presented in the trailer as reality. Yeah, was like, yeah, oh, yeah, they were they were very vague about what the Matrix was in that. Is you know, it's like the matrix has you. And it's like, why is that supposed to make me watch your movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, the visuals did well. Uh, the, I mean, the buzz seemed to be quite a bit and that was, you know, three, four months ahead of time. Well, and I guess we're three, four months ahead of time now. But it just seems that? like if you really want to, did, did matrix one do well at the box office? Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it killed at the box office. It was huge. Yeah, it was not. It was I don't huge. know that it was expected to, but it killed it. Yeah, it okay. wasn't expected uh, uh, because of the things that you were mentioning about your reticence to watch it. But there were enough cool things about it that people went to go see it. Uh, it crushed, uh, I think, the entire month of April. By the way, it did come out March thirty first. Nice oh, cooking, um, yeah. <clears throat> Um, it crushed April, and then of course, it you know, Star Wars: Phantom Menace came out after that. Um, and but it, had, it still did okay. Uh, it had great after, word of mouth. Yeah, it still did okay after that. But it was you know that it, movie it in the sixth sense. We're both unexpected blockbusters. Um, did you see that Will Smith video going making the rounds of him explaining why he turned down Neo in the Matrix? No, <laughs> it's really. I funny. think I read about it. 
I'll find it after and send you guys the link. But he's like, okay, I did turn it down. You know, but at the time, I didn't know who the Wachowskis were. They'd done a movie called Bound. Turns out they're geniuses. I didn't know that. There's a mm-hmm. fine line between genius and insanity. So here's how they pitched this movie to me. And then he does voices and there's little animations. But he's like, okay, imagine like if you could jump, but then mid-jump, you could like freeze. Stuff that and sounds then, awesome to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Reeves like, yeah. We have yeah. so many cameras. The audience can spin around you. And like at the end of his impression of their pitch, he looks at the camera with like a, come on, the fuck would you do? Of course I turned mm-hmm. it down. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's a very funny video. I'll have to send it to you. Well, and, I think and I saw that. Yeah. I, I, that. That is funny, but that's also a, it goes a long way to, uh, it, it it goes a long way to back up the claims that he was very conscious about his image. Sure. And he wasn't willing to take chances. Right. Um, I, I love these sort of these, these retro explanations and everybody's like, yeah, totally. That's so weird. And then you realize, <laughs> yeah, I can see you not taking it because of that, but also you weren't taking stuff because you wanted to have this image of you being the, at, at that time you were the guy who wanted to be the summer uh yeah. blockbuster guy you did independence day did men in black and then you wild, took wild something west. yeah you took something that you thought was super safe and wild wild west and that movie tanked oh that's that's the tag of that video isn't it jeremy yeah yeah Where he's that's like what he so i so i denied it and i took wild wild west and then it goes <laughs> into the theme song of wild wild west yeah yeah <laughs> I, I you know so you know i <sighs> I keep hearing stuff like this and you always have to think about it in the other way too. Um, and I'm glad he did that. I'm glad that, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't sell him correctly. That uh, that's totally true, but that's why he never saw Will Smith and something like really challenging a lot of times. Well, this is story about Django too, right? That he yeah. was at least approached and turned it down. And it was, uh, I think in hindsight today, given the kind of projects he's doing, Seems like he wants to get an Oscar, and I don't blame him, but mm-hmm. in hindsight, he might do Django if it came across today, May or maybe, you know, a future Tarantino movie. We'll f- figure out a way to work together. Yeah. Did he do... He got nominated for Ali, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. He's great in that movie. Oh, he's, that movie, he's amazing, yeah. That movie is not as good as he is in it, um, but he's outstanding in that movie. Or actually, weirdly, John Voight is terrific in that fucking movie. He is. Well, I mean, he's John Voight is usually terrific in movies. Yep. It's just he's that great. He's, he's kind of a dick outside. He's just of a the... great penis. <laughs> he's just a huge penis. It's, it's like a less uglier story of like Miley wanting to visit, ra- like meet with Radiohead or uh, Kesha trying to shake Jess, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's hand while he's being interviewed and being turned down and stuff like that you know becomes big huge news when you know celebrity didn't know who that celebrity was or didn't want to talk to that celebrity so um hold on miley wanted to meet radiohead i don't think i heard that yeah it was some story a few years ago where she she wanted to meet them and they never met with her and she i I don't know if she complained about it she just said they never will meet with me or something like that and of course it became a huge story but the Kesha thing that's you know that's a you've probably seen that clip of her yeah 
trying to go up and shake shake his hand. He's like, oh, no, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, um, it was uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and they were like, know. you know who that is? And he's like, no. He's like, it's it's Kesha. Oh, well, uh, I wish her well. <laughs> he just didn't want to shake Seinfeld some stranger's thing. hand. Yeah, I don't blame him. I love me some Kesha, man. I got, uh, when I sent uh, uh, Aaron that list of, things albums to get caught up on over the last few years for pop music uh rainbow was her like comeback record remember that uh mm. that album it mm-hmm. had the praying song on it yeah 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 i've got it that's such a good record man i went it back is. and listened to uh to a lot of that stuff and she's she's completely rebooted her career without dr luke and is thriving Mm-hmm. She's probably mm-hmm. making more money just off of touring and doing her thing uh, than she ever did before because I think she was over she the contract had her over a barrel <clears throat> and uh, God bless her. That's the story about uh, her and Doctor Luke uh, before she made it was that she had two demos. One was the kind of songs that she's playing now. Mm-hmm. And then one was the what you know what she ended up doing like Flo Rida and all this other stuff and then mm-hmm. and then you know the, all the the music that really made her famous and he ended up picking that one and she had this other side of her that she wanted to express and that got, always got knocked down and everything over it. Um, I mean, and then then there's the other ugly stuff after that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, you know there's a there's a line on the the TikTok song uh, where she's like got got no money in my pocket, but I'm already here. Meaning that she had sang the hook on the right round uh, song with Flo Rida, but I don't think she got paid anything for that. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think she got totally screwed out of that whole thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and then she released uh, what was it, Animal? Starbucks nearest me keeps telling me they don't have anything like they starbucks has this like guava lemonade tea yeah. i would love to try that but they keep yeah. telling me oh we don't have any guava well, we don't mm. have any lemonade mm. but I, I thought maybe you had somehow gotten a guava tea but no you put your own shit in the starbucks you no know, I, I finished my coffee this morning and uh yeah the starbucks yesterday was out of everything i tried to get yeah. cake pops as a uh as a little treat for my son on the way to school nice they were like we have two cake pops left. One is and in the shape of molded. a fox. <laughs> and I was like, that's, uh, that's cool. <laughs> it just can't that's a uh, pandemic stuff, isn't it? That's pandemic yeah. related, yeah, right? The, uh, yeah. the supply chain and everything. Yeah. Taco Bell's got a similar problem. Um, Taco Bell's menu can eat my dick hole. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, eat and your dick hole. Mm. Yes. Crawl right up in there and... I tried those nacho fries for the first time the other day. I haven't done that. What do you? They're not. That's that's not. Don't worry about it. Mm. They give you the the cheese dip that comes with their their regular nachos, right? I like that dip. I like the dip. I do too. And then, you know, it's a thick, kind of chewy, uh, fry, and the seasoning has no flavor. Didn't taste like nacho to me at all. Yeah, Mm. they got plenty of that shit, but they can't make a fucking Mexi melt anymore. Well, they, well, and plus they only bring that shit back, you know, every, you know, once a year or something. Thank God they kept the cheesy gordita crunch. That's the only thing that, that, uh, gets me, gets me hard. You know who who has uh, shitty breakfast? 
because there's a Wendy's right across from the son, my son's new school. Uh, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. I've heard their breakfast <laughs> is awesome. Their breakfast. Maybe it's just this this one. They've got an ornery old lady. Wendy's the, is uh, hit or line. miss. It's either the best people in the world or yeah. the worst people yeah. you've ever met. In I have heard life. they have a, a sausage patty baconator for a breakfast sandwich. That, that has <laughs> I haven't like, done that because I'm not. Now listen. That's a lot I'm of pork, to, man. I'm trying to cut back on my cholesterol. I have only had bacon one time in four weeks, but uh, it still sounds like a tasty sandwich. I just don't have a Wendy's anywhere close to me, so I haven't had oh, any. Oh, you're out of food. Wendy's, Terry. You used to have the best Wendy's almost in, in the universe next year. I know. That Wendy's, and believe it or not, the Wendy's, now this was 2005, but the Wendy's on Gallatin Pike in East Nashville, Inglewood, basically. I've been to that um, one. Was outstanding. The yep. manager of that Wendy's was incredible. I ate there. I lived down the road from there uh, from ni- in 99 uh, to 2000, but then I also worked at that Kroger for about six months and i ate it oh was that the kroger uh no that was i trained at i trained at uh, at like six different krogers and then the one i was placed at was in cool springs so i had to drive all the way down there i had to drive from sumner county to cool springs every morning at like 7 a.m damn sucky sucky that's like that's like leaving at 5 30 5 45 it is but that was a cushy ass placement because there are a bunch of landmine Krogers all throughout Nashville that I yeah, could have been right. placed oh, in. Hell that yeah. would have been, but cool fucking Springs. Come on. Mm-hmm. The biggest tr- pr- trouble I ever had there was like 16 year olds trying to buy beer at nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was Kroger deluxe. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Kroger. When I was managing that theater, that was all cow pastures. <laughs> what is the the Back to the Future quote back from Twin oh. Pines Mall? Oh, what you mean, Doc Brown? Yeah, where he's like, uh, oh, th- things have certainly changed around here. <laughs> I tell you what, Christopher Lloyd looks yeah. great these days. Does he? Have you seen, seen him recently? No, he doesn't stop really? by much anymore. I don't know. Then nobody that may be some makeup and stuff, but he looks pretty rough in that. Oh, I think they, that's I where think I they roughed him up a little bit. Like he and Dick Van Dyke still look like. And Dick Van Dyke's nearly a hundred. Yeah, he's super. I, old. They look like they have for the last thirty-five years, both mm-hmm. of them. Christopher yeah. Lloyd has looked sixty-five for the last like forty-five years. I was reading also that. Um, that uh, Olivia Rodrigo is giving Paramore uh, writing credit for Good For You, I which is funny. I listened to Misery Business earlier today to compare. When you first, when I first heard Good For You, I was like, oh, this is the new Paramore. It sounds a lot like their earlier stuff. And then, and then you find out it's Olivia Rodrigo. And yeah, like, I, didn't I was know like, that. damn. So they settled something out of court, you think? Uh, yeah, they did. It was on Twitter a second ago. I don't know if it's on. That's there crazy. Now. I only found out the other day that um, that country trio um, had to pay "Eye in the Sky." Was that oh, Alan Parsons' uh, project? Alan Parsons' project. Yeah, 
because uh, I just need you now. I need you now. That's what is that, Lady Antebellum or Lady um, A now? Yeah, Lady A. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, because <laughs> I, which they then they changed it to Lady A, and there was already an artist named Lady A. And oh yeah, right. and they had to pay her something. Get over that too. <laughs> anyway, they had to pay. They paid like half a million bucks to the those guys after that song came out. Because it was it's so fucking similar. I, th- I bet this happens a lot, and we it's, only hear it's about. Already, yeah, it's already happened twice to Olivia Rodrigo. I think maybe three times. She had to. That's give not good. Taylor Swift. That's what it says Jack here Antonoff. on this variety thing. Wow. Oh, is so, that on the same thing for Deja Vu? It says It just says this marks the third time Rodrigo has made such a revision for songs from her blockbuster debut album Sour. She had previously added Taylor Swift and co-writers to the credits of her songs Deja Vu and One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Yeah, yeah. So that is that cannot be, just as an aside, that cannot be the only amends being made. Oh, right? hell no. Like, now, I, I, do, I do think by adding them as co-writers, they then start getting royalties, um, and that is maybe the financial restitution my guess is there's also an envelope of cash being passed would, under the I table would say so brief co- briefcase <clears throat> somebody puts a similar briefcase next to another briefcase <laughs> <laughs> i want to you know what that would be a really funny uh improv everywhere sketch to have two guys show up in like a train station or something and just be very obvious about switching briefcases and see what people do <laughs> like picking it up and like purposefully moving it over to the other guy's lap and then <laughs> <laughs> i think that'd be funny